Hola, mamacitas, señoritas. It's your girl, Nikita Wida, in the house. And I am back, and I have some great things to share with you guys. I'm so super excited. Um, for those who are uh, listening for the first time, I am your super awesome, beautifulist host, Nikita Little John. Um, and I want to say welcome, welcome and welcome. And uh, for all of the listeners who are returning, hey girl! <laughs> Very excited that you decided to come back and listen. So I have some great things that I want to share. And the very first thing that I want to say is to be your true authentic self. Okay, be your true authentic self and to not let any freaking body, nobody be that wet blanket over your dreams, your desires, your passions or your visions. Okay, don't let anybody try to damper down or try to reduce your value or your ideas. Now, I understand, you know, we have to have those mentors in our lives or those people in our lives that we can go to when we need assistance with our vision, right? And they can provide you with constructive criticism. But I want you to understand that do, that you do not want to allow outsiders, third parties, people who have no vision, people who have no understanding, people who ain't going nowhere to have an opinion about your vision about or who you are. Okay, and uh, I I had to uh, repent. I renewed my life of this because me, I'm a super bubbly, friendly, happy-go-lucky, don't let anything get to me. I'm that person that if you're a Debbie Downer, you're going to hate me. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> but at one point in my life, I did, right? So I was the person who would be myself, but then I would read their uh their emotions and then I would apologize for being myself because maybe I was too much for them right maybe they couldn't handle my awesomeness right maybe they couldn't handle my good energy that I I just that's just me and I'm like this every freaking day okay sometimes uh sometimes things get to me but I have a very short refractionary period and what that refractionary period is the the time that it takes for my body to when you know we're under stress or we're experiencing a trauma or something that causes our emotions to be on high our stress um our stress hormone hormones kick in and then our body after that the body goes or returns back to homeostasis and the refract the time that it takes for that body to get back into homeostasis or to a normal pattern is called uh, the refractionary period. So my refractionary period is not very long. One, because I know the things that I'm creating, the things that I'm praying for and the things that are coming to me and staying in uh, an emotional statement for too long will block your blessings. So that was a tiny lesson in itself. So I hope you were taking notes. Okay. I hope you were taking notes. But anyways, um, I'm that person who's always high energy on level 10, always ready to laugh, ready to, to make you feel good, ready to change the energy in the room. That's me. And I used to apologize for being this way because obviously not everybody uh, receives positive energy very well, especially in the mornings. I'm very happy in the mornings. 
Because God is good. Life is good. That's what I believe. And I live my life that way. So um, I, I just would apologize for, for, for myself all the time. Just for being myself. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't say anything wrong. It's just me who I was apologizing for. And I'll never forget. It was like, I can remember it like it was yesterday. I was driving in the car. I was leaving from work. And I'm always talking to God because he's my friend and he's always with me. So (laughs) I like to talk and I I do like to go over my day and see where there are areas that I can get better or things that I can work on the next day. If I found myself maybe engaging in too much, maybe listening to um, someone talk about someone, or maybe I should have said something when, and I kept my mouth closed. So I'm, I'm always like going over my day when I leave from work. And, you know, I could remember, I just had this, this conviction and I, I just felt, and I heard in my, my mind, I said, why are you always apologizing for, for you? Why are you always apologizing for who you are? And I, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I don't know. I don't know. Cause people can't, I don't know how, how people are receiving me. And sometimes I'm too much. And, uh, and then it was a, a calming, you know, sensation that came upon me and it said, well, I made you the way that you are for a reason. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So I'm special. We're all very special in a very unique way. He gave us all that special sauce. Okay. Everybody got a special sauce. So he gave me my special sauce and it's just my energy. I'm always on level 10. And, um, so, you know, and then, and then, and then he gave me an idea, a challenge and, um, he said, look at the people's faces when you walk into the room or when they see you, look how, welcoming they are to you they they're they have big smiles on their face and I'm always like good morning great morning how are you you know that's me and you know I did that and I was like wow you know people really do like people who have positive energy so from that day forward guys I stop apologizing for who I am this is who I am right? I'm not hurting anybody. I'm living my life in a joyful atmosphere, a peaceful atmosphere. And I want to spread that, right? Every day I'm introducing people to God and God is nothing but pure love. So I want to be love. I want to introduce people to that. And then when people want to, when people want to say, you know, why are you always this way? And I want to say, let me tell you about my God. Let me tell you about this God. I know I want to show you, right? So that, you know, that changed my life. So I just want to encourage you to be yourself, be yourself. And there's a reason that God made you this way because you're assigned to people, people whose souls are crying out and people are going to need your authenticity. So don't try to be like anyone else. Don't try to take anyone else's sweet and sour sauce that God put on top of them or their teriyaki sauce or their honey barbecue sauce. Worry about your sauce, okay? Your sweet sauce, the sweet sauce God gave you. And you you relish in that that uniqueness that he's given you and, and watch how your life changes. There's like this this liberating feeling like this 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 is me. This is who I am. Right. And you can either accept me or reject me, but either way, God still loves me. So it doesn't matter anyway. Right. (laughs) 
But anyways, yeah, so that's my little first thing. Be yourself, honey sugar baby child. Okay, now the next one is a little bit more serious because I was having a conversation with a girlfriend and I absolutely love her. Uh, she's She's always laughing. She's so beautiful so beautiful and um I was having a conversation with her and we were talking about forgiveness and I want you guys to understand that forgiveness is not for the other person forgiveness is for you and I know I know I know I know I know you've heard this a million times I know you heard it and it may sound cliche I get it it may sound cliche that when people say forgiveness is not for you, I mean, I'm sorry, it's not for them. It's it's for you, you know. And it it you may have heard it so much that it really means nothing. But let me break it down for you, girl. I want to break it down for you. Let me tell you that it's it's not so much as the words or the the words I forgive you. It's the letting go, right? So. Let me let me just give this this explanation. So, okay, let let me use myself. Okay, so here I am, a five year old. <laughs> I'm running around, running around in the park, right? And um, my my friend, she punches me. She punches me in the eye, right? She punches me in the eye, and you know I'm just hurt. You know I'm hurt. I'll never forgive her. I'll never forgive her. And so I'm moving on, moving on in life. And I, I'm no longer her friend, but I'm just holding on to the fact that she just punched me in my eye. So I'm holding on to this and she's growing up and I'm growing up and I'm holding on to the fact that she punched me in my eye. But all of the meanwhile, I'm holding on to this. I've become this person who's just angry and I get into fights all the time and people just want to fight me all the time and I I don't know why and I'm I'm I still don't like her and now we're uh, we're adults and every time I see her I can't stand her because I remember that she um she punched me in my face and now she's moving on with her life and she's in college and she's about to get married she looks like she's living a great life and here I am always getting in fights and because I get in a lot of fights now I I got a record because I beat this girl up here and um she punched me in my face blah 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 so I want you to understand what happens, right? When someone does something to us and we hold on to it, we recreate that experience in our life over and over and over again. Or or you take that and you hold on to it and it causes you to become a different person or it causes you to, to take on different types of emotional states when certain things happen in your life so you're holding on to something that's no longer happening anymore she only hit me one time and but because I relive it every day in my mind it's like she's hitting me in my eye every day she's hitting me in my eye every day but it only happened once and it's only because I'm holding on it to it so much that it's happening every day and what you do sometimes when you hold on to unforgiveness, you cover it up. You cover it up with anger. You cover it up with promiscuity. You cover it up with alcoholism. You cover it up with abuse. You cover it up with procrastination. You cover it up in some way, form, or fashion. All because you choose not to forgive what so-and-so did 15, 20, 30 years ago. 
So that's what they mean when they say forgiveness is not for the other person. Honey, sugar, baby, child. It's for you. And what happens is we continue to recreate these situations in our lives by holding on to this. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to talk about myself for real. Okay, because I came to this realization not too long ago, and it was a conversation that I had with my mama. So, um, growing up for until I was like maybe 15, I was like a huge daddy's girl. My mom and my dad were married, we were living like the perfect life. So, so I thought, right? Um, and I was a daddy's girl. I loved my father. I, I would, I'm the baby, so you know, I, I love my dad, right? I want my husband to be like my daddy. Okay, that's that was my mind back then because I just loved my dad. I loved him so much. But then my my parents got a divorce and my dad just kind of went. He went he went left all the way left. You hear me? <laughs> he went all the way left, and my mom went all the way like all the way right. So I became very close with my mom. And granted, my mom never spoke bad about. My father, she never said anything negative to me about my father, but I just developed this deep, this deep sense of disgust and just I hate for my father because he stopped taking care of us. And the man that I had loved so much for 15 years of my life, I loved him so much. I couldn't believe that he stopped taking care of me. How could the man that I loved so much, my daddy, how could he abandon me? How could he abandon me, right? So I just, I just, oh, I just hated him for it. I just hated him for it. And I held on to that. But then let me tell you what happened. Because I hated him so much, I, when I was old enough, I didn't start dating like guys until I, well, obviously guys, (laughs) I didn't start dating until I was like 18, right? Because I I was struggling with low self-esteem, but I didn't start, I really didn't realize my beauty or anything like that until I was 18. And that's when I got my, my first boyfriend. But when I started dating, all I could remember was the good things about my dad. And I re- all I could remember is how my mom treated my dad, right? So now subconsciously, I'm looking for my dad in the guys that I date. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I need to be like my mom was, right? When things were good, when I was that, when I was, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and I'm watching my mom and how she's treating and taking care of my dad because I'm looking for the, the characteristics that I was, what that I'm holding on to of my father in the past, right? Because that was the good times. And because I'm rejecting who my father is now, all I could hold on to or could remember or desire is that daddy when everything was good, right? So now I want to become like my mom and do what my mom did for, and I'm doing this for the guys that I date. So I'm like, I'm literally like their wife when I'm dating them because I want to feel that same feeling that I felt before my dad left. So I want to become this woman like my mom was 
so that I can get the love that I was missing when my dad left. I hope this is making sense, right? Because I'm holding on to, I'm I'm rejecting who my father is now and I'm holding on to a memory of the past of who my father was. So now I feel like I need to become my mother or become like my mother who was this, to me, she was the perfect wife. I felt like I needed to become the perfect girlfriend so that I can get the husband, so that I can get the love that I no longer am getting from my father, right? So this is how all unforgiveness works, right? So then now, now it gets deeper. So now all of the guys that I'm now dating are abandoning me. They're hurting me and they're causing me pain. Uh, They're cheating on me and then leaving me just like my dad did. (laughs) And obviously at the time, I don't, I'm not aware of this cycle. All I know is that I can't stand my dad and that I want to be in love. I want to be a wife, you know, and that's what I was holding on to. So I'm in all of these relationships, not a lot. It was more like three. (laughs) I wasn't in, uh, I haven't been in a lot of relationships, but, um, and I'm just experiencing, creating and experiencing people abandoning me because my hate was so strong for my dad, right? And it wasn't until literally I'm 32 now. I'll be 33 this year. Ooh, I gets better with age. Um, so now I here I am. I'm 32, and now I'm now that I've you know restored things with my father, and I've forgiven him, and I'm accepting him just the way that he is. Now you know God. God shows me, and He goes, "Click. You were holding on. You were." You were not forgiving of your father. You did not forgive him. And because of that, you were recreating situations in your life to be abandoned. Because I couldn't let go of what my father did to me. I was recreating it. And ladies, 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 I'm trying to get y'all to understand the power of your thoughts and the power in energy, the power in what you're thinking, the power of not forgiving right? So I get it. If somebody abused you, it's not your fault. That's not your fault. It's not your fault. And everybody is held accountable. We don't know what the person is going through now. You don't know how that's eating them up. You don't, you don't know that. And, and honestly, it's not really your concern. You should only be concerned about the only thing you have control over. And you know what that is, sweetie, is you. So if you want to get better, if you want to welcome love into your life, if you want to welcome peace in your life, you have to forgive and say, you know what? You did what you did. It's no longer happening to me anymore. If you choose for it to happen, it's only happening in your mind. The person isn't hurting you anymore, but you're holding on to it. So you're recreating it in your life. Right. And sometimes if if you know people who are abused become the abuser and it's only because you don't know how to forgive and you're holding on to a moment that happened. But when you really forgive and you let go and you say, I forgive myself, you know, I forgive the other person. I forgive myself for holding on to it and accept what happened because we can't reject what happened because it did. 
It did happen. Accept it and say, you know what, this happened, but I don't have to let what happened continue to define my life, continue to control who I who I will be in the future. So think about it in your life. What are, what are you holding on to or what who haven't you forgiven? And think about your life and see what patterns you've created in your life to one either cover up your pain or unforgiveness or have you become what the other person did to you have you become who they were or are you covering it up with some type of anger some type of control how are you recreating or experiencing the effects of this unforgiveness and it really takes a quick moment and I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this honey you thinking about it (laughs) you are thinking about it and I'm telling you girl it is not worth it it's not worth it boo boo it's not worth it I'm telling you I have so much freedom now and that's hence the name of the podcast liberating lives I need you to be liberated I want you to be liberated I want you to be freed because God did not create us to walk in chains to be bound oh no not me I'm not gonna be bound no one's gonna keep me bound you know I'm so liberated. I'm so free. And I I know that I'm in control, right? I'm in control of creating who I am and where I'm going to be. And I'm not going to let anything outside of me control that. Nothing outside of me is going to make me feel anything less than who God said I am. Nothing. And if something does, like I said, I don't have a long refractionary period, so I will get back to normal. But then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go within and I'm going to look at who I am and I'm going to say, I need healing in this area and I can guarantee you I'm going to change it. And that experience will no longer have a hold on me. It won't because it can't. Okay. So I just encourage you to forgive. Call your daddy. Call your mama, call your auntie, call your cousin, go see them. And then you never know what that person went through. Ask them, why did you do that to me? Why did you do that to me? And you never know. They may say, well, that's the way my, my your grandma did to me. That's all I knew. That's how I showed love. That's how she showed love to me. Right? That's how we show love. Or, you know, why did you do that to me? Well, so and so your great uncle did it to me. And I I didn't have, you know, therapy. I didn't have anybody to walk me through this. I didn't have anybody to help me with the depression. So I became my abuser. I'm sorry. Why did you do this to me? You never know what removing the hatred and just really being an adult being an adult and going back and saying and saying, you know, having a conversation and, and get understanding like the Bible says and all you're getting, get understanding. And if that person doesn't have the the capability or the means to even have the conversation and you know how it's going to go, don't even open yourself up to it. Right. Don't open yourself up to it. If you know how the person is and, you know, maybe they're on their on drugs or they're on out they're uh, abusing alcohol 
you know, and you know how they're going to respond, it's not even worth it. Because, you know, when I, I had the conversation with my father, he didn't see, he didn't think that he did anything wrong. And at first, that kind of bothered me while I was on the phone. And I'm like, this Negro don't see. <laughs> I'm trying to tell him how he hurt me and what he did to me and he not getting it. But then, you know, the Holy Spirit called me and that's what the Holy Spirit does. He's he's a leader, right? He He will guide you. The Holy Spirit said, just forgive. Just let it go. Just listen. Because my father saw that he believed that he was doing everything he possibly could. My father did. And I said, okay, okay. You know what? I love you just the way you are. And you'll always be my daddy. So, And I, I found healing in that place. And I get it. It may take time. It may take you time, but I'm telling you. Um, your freedom, your your future is worth it, right? Your future is worth it. Um, so, you know, forgive. Again, I broke it down real good for you. So hopefully um, you you got something from that and you understand that it's not it's not so cliche. It, it, it actually means something. I just, you know, gave you a, a great illustration, actually. <laughs> Of how forgiveness, unforgiveness can recreate experiences in your life for you. Like it did for me. I was looking for my daddy and the men I was choosing. And all I was getting was all of the men leaving me just like my daddy did. So, yeah. And now that, you know, I've released this, you know, I've welcomed love into my life. And I'm growing in relationships. And it's beautiful, you know. I'm loving myself more than ever. And it's and it's beautiful when you have the ability to just let go, and and you don't have to be perfect. It takes day by day those tiny progressions. You know those mean something. So even if you you're slowly letting it go, you you like I'm one day better. You know I'm one day better, one day better. I'm one day better, and then you'll get to the point where you'll be like. Child, I love him. You know, it's it's nothing. It's good. I'm better. You know what I mean? And really mean it. Because some people say, oh, I'm blessed. You know, I'm good. I'm blessed, honey. I'm real good. Oh, I'm, I'm I'll always be good. You know, you know how they say. And they still hurting. And they still hurting. They just cut, they just covering it up. But you know what? Really forgive. Really move on. Really be okay with what happened. And you can get there. But it takes attention. It takes intention, attention, and awareness. Okay? We have to give it some attention. We have to look at it, right? And then we have to be intentional about repairing where we're broken. How can you repair? You know, is it a conversation? You know, is it just moving on? Is it just praying and letting it go? And then it takes awareness to continually, every day, make those tiny steps to saying, um, I'm better. I'm better. I'm free. I let it go. I love him. I love her. It doesn't matter. It no longer has a hold on me. Amen. Oh, God is good. Yes, he is. Okay, so now I'm going to move on to the next topic. This is the last one, guys, right? It's good. So the last one is, um, it's about change, right? So change, ooh, anybody got any extra change? 
I just want to say that change, the ability to change, is available to all of us, right? You can change if you want to, or you don't have to. I have no preference in the matter because either way, I'm going to continually make changes in my life to become a better person. But you can change or you can stay the same. But I want you to understand that there are consequences for staying the same. So if you don't want to change, don't. But I do know that um, I was listening to a, um, a brain expert and he said that we can either change out of the pure joy of choosing to change because we are aware and we know the benefits of changing. So we make that decision when everything is good. Or we can make that decision out of trauma. So now you're forced to change. You get you go to the doctor and he tell you you got diabetes, or you got high blood pressure, or you got this or you got that. Now you, you're forced to change your diet right? Because of trauma or you get in an accident and you, you can't walk. You have, um, what are the things called? You have a stroke, you have a heart attack, something happens. You have a loss in your life. Your mother dies. This died. Some, this person dies. And now you're forced to make changes or to identify areas in your life where you, you need to make changes right? You're forced to do it. So, but my question is, why do you want to wait until something traumatic happens to change? Right? Why do you want to wait until then? Life is just filled with the milk and honey that Jesus, God was talking about. Why would you want to wait until something traumatic happens? Why wouldn't you want to be in your good mind and in good spirits and just change and see the results of that? I'm not going to force you to change. I'm not going to tell you what you need to do because you can do whatever you want to do. You can do whatever you want to do. You can do that. But I encourage you to be aware of the consequences of whatever it is that you decide to do. But there's power in your choice. There is power in your choice. Amen. God is good. And look at that, y'all. I'm finished. And I'm at 30 minutes. And that is awesome sauce. Super excited about that. So, guys. I hope that um, this ministered to you in some um, in some way, and I hope that you you seek the healing that you desire in your life, and just know that God is good all the time. Y'all know I had to say all the time because that's what you normally say out. That God is good. He's good all the time, all the time. Okay. Well, I'm gonna need y'all to stay sweet, stay saved, and stay encouraged. God is love. And remember, remember to continuously create a life that's worth living through mind, thought, word, deed. Amen and amen. Good night.